0: welcome everyone to the midnight ride tonight we are going to be discussing a topic that is going to be triggering to some people interesting to others Um, i want to start by saying we are researchers we're looking at this subject a lot of people a lot of so-called prophets a lot of so-called teachers a lot of people in general have brought this subject to me and asked me to look at the case for donald trump being the antichrist some of this stuff tonight will be shocking to some of you Uh, i ask that you listen to it all before you make a judgment i promise to come at this from a researcher's standpoint not someone who's trying to judge or look at things from a wonky perspective i'm not paid by the democratic party i have no special interest paying me to do this this is just a labor of curiosity and a labor of love so with that being said we'll be right back
1: I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Welcome once again to the Midnight Ride. It is my great pleasure to welcome each and every one of you into the Puritan Barn, into the now-UCTV studios for the Midnight Ride with myself and John Pounders. Tonight, could Donald Trump be the Antichrist? This is a question that a lot of people would laugh off and not even consider to possibly be true. We're not saying yes, we're not saying no, but we're saying maybe it might be worth a look so you won't have long to wait to look because it all starts right now because we're now live, live, live. What's up,
0: guys? Great to say those words. Great to see you guys. Let us know where you're from in the chat. We're always grateful to hear that. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, hit the notification bell. I've had a lot of people message me and say that they keep getting unsubscribed and they're not getting notifications. But know this every Saturday night, we will either be live here on YouTube or. Or on Rumble. So make sure you subscribe to both of those channels. Um, before we're back, we're going to go to a word from our sponsors. Now, be aware that any links that are in our description are not clickable because we are being punished by YouTube. So if you are interested in any of the sponsorships or things that we present, uh, you'll have to do the extra work of copying and pasting. I know it's a pain uh, in this world, but please uh, make sure to do the extra diligence if you feel the need. So we'll be right back. Many mainstream companies put dangerous chemicals in their products that contribute to disease and disability. This is why it's so important that we take care in the products that we consume. The skin is the largest organ in your body and it is the covering to your temple. Our sponsor tonight is Sugar and Spice Soap Company. They create all natural and biblically clean soaps and beauty products. They even have a soap for Midnight Ride listeners. Use coupon code NYSTV to receive 10% off all your purchases. Link in the description. If this is true, then our country is in a lot of trouble.
2: We would have these trips, these special trips.
1: But he said, my, my daddy takes the bodies to the grocery store and he grinds them up and puts it in the hamburger. And nobody ever knows it. How can kids 6, eight, ten years old be describing rituals that come from a book like the, like the Book of the Dead? It's hard to get your mind around people being capable of this kind of evil.
0: All right. I also want to give a f- shout out to Truther Fit. This is where the Prey hat comes from in this hoodie. Um, our, we have Midnight Ride hats. And actually, you know what? I just remembered this. We have on our Midnight Ride mugs, which unfortunately I don't have here with me right now, we are doing a 50% off deal for the mugs for anybody that uses the code hashtag Torahhead. Now, if you don't know what Torah Head is, <laughs> it is a derogatory term that uh, was given to us by a certain pastor for not wanting to celebrate Christmas. So we, we're going to wear it proudly, just like Christian was originally derogatory term, Torahhead, hashtag Torahhead, 50% off our Midnight Ride mugs, which are awesome, by the way. So with that being said, David, do you have anything else that you'd like to uh, say before we get started or any, any
1: things coming up well we do have a very special broadcast we're very excited about uh, Sunday night tomorrow night on our FOJC radio rumble channel a young lady uh, 22 years old Gillian Stone will be doing her first presentation on FOJC radio it's called the origin of the Hail Mary Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be worth a look it's gonna be uh, very good and uh, Tune in and support the young lady. Support the young lady. She's got a pretty big Instagram audience as well. She so that's does. A good she's, thing. she's very impressive, and we're looking forward to her FOJC radio debut here. Looking forward to it. Very
0: good. So with that being said, guys, I think we can get started on tonight's topic. I do want to preface this topic um, with something because I think that it needs to be said. Now, I'm not here to slam anybody. I have talked about, the possibility of Charles being the Antichrist and his bloodline ties and all of that stuff—we discussed that. We discussed numerous different possibilities. Um, so we're not singling in this, and I never said for sure that I believe King Charles or any of those people are the Antichrist. But I think it's great to look at possibilities and great to look at ways that we can be deceived, so that we do not be, we're not deceived, so that we don't fall trapped to those errors. And I and I want to really impress this on you. I am not a Democrat. Never voted Democrat in my entire life, locally, state, federal, none of that, okay, ever. Um, Not being paid by any liberal parties or anybody like that to do this because the election is coming up. I'm simply presenting information that's been put before me that is really, really interesting. And I think that you guys will find that interesting if you're an honest person and you like intrigue and you're curious like myself and David. What do you think, David?
1: Well, uh, I don't vote anymore, but when I used to vote, I would vote Republican. Now I'll have to say my mother voted Republican all of her life, but ever since she passed away, she's been voting Democratic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: That that's, that seems to be happening to a lot of people lately um, for some reason or another. We won't mention why because, you know, anyways, with that being said, we're going to be talking about uh, first thing we're going to be doing. We're going to be looking at this video that was done by and it's just part of the video it was a long video so I condensed it down to a few minutes and we're going to be looking at this information of Trump's bloodline that he presented we will be commenting to that plus we have a lot more other stuff uh, to present and show you guys that is super intriguing and, and really uh, kind of disturbing and scary in a way but at the same time with that with that disturbing disturbing scary information for those of us that are in the light for those of us who have hope in the messiah this is information will be enlightening i believe so we're going to go ahead and and start this video and david if there's any point you want me to pause this video and say hey pause i want to say something please do Uh, because robert sapar is not a believer he is a anthropologist a human anthropologist um, and he has a lot of stuff that really lines up with the stuff that we've been studying it really makes sense from a broad range perspective of the world so here we go
2: I'd like to point out some interesting facts about President Trump whose paternal ancestry is traceable to Bohemian Amberg, a village in southwestern Germany in the 18th century its residents are known as palatines their historic coat of arm is the palatine lion with its tongue extended a red crown symbols of their ruling families as seals, and also on the Bavarian coat of arms. Bavaria's origins date back to Celts and Subian groups. The Celts I identify as one of the lost tribes that entered Europe, and the Subians should sound familiar to my readers as in Swabia or Neuschwabenland, the area of Antarctica annexed by the nationalist Germans and central to Operation High Jump, the classified post-World War II military invasion of Antarctica by Allied forces. So
0: I'm gonna pause it just for a second because this is something that we've discussed. We've discussed this operation and all of that. Um, When it comes to what happened over there, a lot of people don't even know what that is, New Schwab, and they have no um, idea at all. And David, I know that we've done a show on this, and we've talked about this quite a bit, What is your idea on why did the Germans go and start a place in Antarctica and call
1: it New Schwabiland? Well, they began going there. uh, Well, there were German expeditions to Antarctica even in the 1800s, and they started doing serious uh, trips to Antarctica in the 30s. And I think as far as the Nazis were, it was almost a backup plan. You know, it was like plan B. If we get destroyed... Uh, will go here to survive. And a lot of it was just a lot of basic uh, military tactical advantage of having something there uh, at Antarctica. And we've got it all here. We've got Bavaria. We have the Bavarian Illuminati. And the reason why the Illuminati was birthed in this area of Bavaria because it was a Jesuit stronghold. Adam Weishaupt was a professor at Ingolstadt University. He was a Jesuit professor before he was a Luminist and before he was a Freemason. So we have all we have in the bloodline and the geography and uh, the whole thing. We have every ingredient we need for a massive uh, conspiratorial plot here. And I believe the story goes too that the Germans
0: also believed there was a race of blonde haired blue eyed giants that actually lived in these areas and they wanted to intermingle with their blood and so that they could
1: go back to their Aryan heritage. Yeah. Yeah the belief in uh, he was driven by the belief in hyperborea and in harnessing the power of the real. He was obsessed and driven by it and this was a big part of the reason also absolutely that uh, there in antarctica he was in search of this inner earth race that he could inbreed uh, the german people with agreed continue this here
2: Johann trump born in bobenheim in 1789 moved to the nearby village of Kalstadt, where his grandson frederick trump the grandfather of donald trump was born in 1869 This German heritage was long concealed by Donald Trump's father, Fred Trump, after World War II and until the 1980s. He told people he was of Swedish ancestry. Donald Trump repeated this version in The Art of the Deal, published in 1987, but later said he was proud of his German heritage.
3: You know, I'm proud to have that German blood. There's no question about it. Great stuff.
2: Of course, Sweden was founded by the same group of people that we call Swabians, and very few people understand what that means. That said, one needs only look at the occult, meaning hidden, symbology of the Trump Tower to gain a deeper insight into his true ancestry. Completed in 1983, it has an official height of 664 feet, but if you count its spire, however, it raises its height to 666 feet. While 666 is called the number of the beast in most manuscripts of Revelation, a fragment of the earliest papyrus gives a number of 616 as the original number of the beast. In a Kabbalistic context, 666 is a positive holy number associated with light or the sun and the heart chakra. 666 is also the number of the goddess such as Ishtar, Isis, Aphrodite, and is sacred in Egyptian mythology. It's related to sex, fertility, and motherhood. That said, Trump Tower also features an inverted triangle made up of trees or bushes. An upside-down triangle is also a symbol of the goddess. In alchemy, it means water, or the divine feminine energy. And if you look closely, you'll see that the trees are arranged in three rows of six, making up the three sides of the triangle. I'd like to also point out that the tree itself is a sacred sex symbol, from the tree in the Garden of Eden to the fig or Bodhi tree associated with Buddha and enlightenment, which is really a reference to Tantra. Above this inverted triangle of trees, we see seven pillars rising, if you count the points at the top of the building, you'll notice there are seven, which in Tantra are the number of chakras in the human body. In astral theology, there are seven gods, meaning the five visible planets with the naked eye, plus the sun and the moon. In Islam, or Sufi cosmology, there are seven heavens and hells. And of course, in the biblical context, it's the seven days of creation. In a more esoteric perspective, Seven has to do with sacred geometry. As Pythagoras tells us, the number seven is, quote, the essence or first principle of things. The famous G in the square and compass symbol is publicly regarded as standing for God or the generative principle, but in esoteric context, stands for the seventh letter of the alphabet, which alludes to the ancient esoteric tantric practices. A self-proclaimed Christian He's also an initiate that, like the Freemasons and Rosicrucians, subscribe to a lineage based on the heritage of the Knights Templar, who claimed descent from High Temple priests of Jerusalem, whose ancestors fled into Europe after the destruction of the Temple and introduced Kabbalah into European secret societies, which for a time was regarded as alchemy. This ancient Aryan bloodline goes back to the Magi of Mesopotamia, and priests of ancient Egypt, who according to German textbooks up until 1945, were regarded as the true origins of the Nordic people during the Holocene, as indicated by the yellow circles on this map, who eventually migrated north into Europe and Scandinavia. This should also help to explain why Trump uses the lion symbol. As I've already explained about his ancestry germanic bloodline and occult significance he incorporates into his architecture as well as his personal allegiance to an ancient kabbalistic network that is misunderstood by many and completely unknown to most it goes back to babylon
0: in the sixth century before, before this guy gentleman david lindison speaks uh, is there anything you would like to comment david towards what we just heard here
1: Uh, about Trump's bloodline and the possibility well and that is the the key word is it possible whenever you look and you begin to consider a conspiratorial scenario or to probe the possible eventual truth of a situation you have to ask yourself is it possible and it's striking to me I think it was maybe mr. Mm -hmm. Trump's great-great-grandfather was born in 1789 in this area of Germany this was 13 years after the Illuminati was formed in this very area. And we had there uh, the the Rothschilds and we see deep, you've already shown here the deep ties we have uh, with the Trump family and the Jewish people. We had Jacob Frank there. We had Adam Weissoff there. And this was all there in this jesuit area and there's tremendous ties with the trump family and catholicism and was i think was it his great grandfather he grew up he was 13 year 13 years after these people came together in this area to form that this is the atmosphere and the area that the trump family grew up in so it's very likely and as you look at mr trump all of these original elements of the Illuminati his family has ties to them and it could be because they were established in this bloodline long ago in germany way back in the 18th century it's really
0: interesting to me too it talks about the people being called the palestines or palestines philistines that's where the word comes from and he'd go actually in the video there's a long section where he talks a little bit about that and the phoenicians were originally these people that lived in that palestine area they they were there and they actually helped King Solomon build the temple. This is where you get Hiram Abiff, who was of Tyre, which Tyre was a Phoenician, um, the Phoenician capital. And you have also you have a mixing of the, of Judaism and Phoenicians when you have Queen Jezebel, who was a princess of Tyre, marrying King Ahab, a king of Israel, uniting in that union. You have a real mixture that takes place there. But there's a lot of mixtures that happen yeah. But, uh, you know, the Philistines, this is where giant, the giant King David came from. There's a lot of mythology, too, about the Philistines, Um, you know, after what happened with Samson, they took on upon a cult of their own to grow their hair out and grow their beards out because they thought, because Samson got this power through the Holy Spirit, they thought that they could conjure this
1: power through their long hair and through all of this stuff. Yeah. And that is a definitive link with the tribe of Dan and also with the Merovingian bloodline. The definitive uh stamped there. Yeah, and he talks a lot about the tribe of Dan in the actual original video, a lot
0: about that. There's a huge section and I almost included it, but um I think that, you know, we've talked a lot about that. You actually did a show about the serpent tribe of Dan yes, not sir. that long ago and and I think yes, that people sir. if you get a chance to go check that out, you'll really find interest in that one, I believe. So, continuing, this is David Livingston. This is something he speaks to and I and I included this in here because I thought that it was really interesting, something we could speak to. Entry
4: B.C., uh,
0: the development of a uh,
4: tradition that merged the worship of underworld gods with the Babylon history, Babylon history of magic and astrology. And uh, so this is basically what came to be uh, in, in the Jewish tradition, came to be uh, known as Kabbalah. Basically, it's it's a hierarchy of Judaism. And so it's, you know, they the early practitioners would present themselves to the world as merely being an interpretation of Judaism as basically as a way of disguising their apostasy from Judaism. And what it's based on is the idea that Solomon uh had learned the magic somehow from uh you know, basically, some kind of discarded entities, demonic entities of some sort, and that he used that power to build. First of all, that he had um, a sigil, or you know, the, um, the the star of David or the star, of the symbol, sorry, the star of Solomon, was a six-pointed star, which he used as a seal to con on a ring, apparently, to control these demons. And then he used his control over these demons to build the temple the temple of solomon so there is a legitimate orthodox tradition in judaism that looks forward to the rebuilding of the temple as you know part of fulfillment of bible prophecy uh, with the return of the messiah and there's a parallel satanic tradition occult kabbalistic tradition that uh, also aspires to rebuilding of the of the third temple but uh, their Messiah is the uh, is the Antichrist, so that's why when uh, you look at a group like the Knights Templar, for example, who are, which is really where modern Western occultism begins, they are founded again on the idea of this reconstruction of the temple. Their place in history was appropriated by the Freemasons, who continued this concept of. Uh, of rebuilding of the temple, so they're called masons, but it's also found, of course, in the Book of Revelation, which turns out to be effectively used uh, as a template uh, for them to follow. And this is according to Albert Pike, who is was the who wrote Morals and Dogma. He, first of all, he's the Grand Master of uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Wrote the Morals and Dogma, which served very much as a as a kind of Bible uh, for Freemasonry. And he explains that the Book of Revelation is a Kabbalistic book. coded book and so effectively it outlines the plan that they are to follow so they want to actively work towards fulfilling bible Bible, fulfilling bible prophecy especially right up until modern times you look at the history of the kabbalah it's based on the belief that the, the 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 sons of god uh or the anunnaki the anakim uh were offspring of the sons of god and human beings and so that this this uh, the superior race—they're—they're they're called in the Zohar. They're called, in fact, in the Bible, they're called the mixed multitude. And it's the Zohar that associates them with the, the sons of God. And so, the this mixed multitude is the Aryan race. So, as, as paradoxical as might seem, the whole concept of the Aryan race is actually a Kabbalistic uh, myth of Jewish—you know—occult Jewish supremacy. And so, uh, it's the belief that they are. Are semi-divine because they are uh, offspring of the fallen angels, and okay. more than that, it's basically the fundamental Kabbalistic belief is that the sons of God uh, created a race of, uh, of beings that, sorry, a race of superior humans who have been preserving the ancient wisdom ever since. Albert Pike uh, <laughs> was a proponent of the of, of Aryan theories. He later became a member of the Theosophical Society, which of course was headed by Blavatsky, who was the most recent proponent or, you know, elaborator of the of the Aryan myth, the mythology that the Aryans are uh, survivors of Atlantis, who originally descendants of the sons of God Anakim Anunnaki, who had preserved the ancient wisdom, quote unquote, Kabbalah, uh, since that time. the the When the lost tribes Uh, get scattered, they get scattered to the land of the Medes and all the way into Central Asia.
0: So I'm going to pause it for just a second because I want to make mention of what he's talking about here about these bloodlines that believe that they came from the Anunnaki. Um, I did a broadcast not that long ago about the Anunnaki and about the Fisher Kings. The Fisher Kings believe that they come from these Atlanteans, these these things that came out of the water such as dagon uh, poseidon whatever and they intermingled with mankind taught men different things and even created their own race of man to use as slaves so that they could gold uh, mine gold and so what he's talking about here is emblematic of everything that we have come to find out as well that this is the story of genesis 6 this is the story of what happened when the Watchers came and manipulated the DNA by having children with the wives of Earth, and also they manipulated the DNA of animals. Is there anything you would
1: add to that, David? Well, all of these things that on the surface don't seem related, you can you can look at the Vikings, uh, you can look at the Celts, you can look at the Gauls, and all of these different of uh, people that produce these religions that seem so similar they're similar because they all come from the same source and all of these people come from a common heritage and a bloodline and all of the religious beliefs harken back to that original belief of the fallen angels and you can see very evident traces of that in all of these peoples yeah agreed and we'll watch the rest of this since it's almost over and then we'll uh,
0: go on to the next this is this is interesting though this gives me a, if you watch the whole video it'll give you a lot to lot to look at as far as the tribe of dan goes but like i said david did a really um really great show on that too so if you're interested in in a what more about the tribe of dan and their mixture and what the bible says about them I and mean, the bible talks a lot about the tribe of dan and their uh, and their absence from the one hundred and forty
4: four thousand. that's where supposedly they intermarried with the scythians they eventually migrate to uh, Europe, where they become Scandinavians and Scots. Sure, and then that, you, had, you had the Picts and the different the Celts and so forth. The Scandinavian descendants of Odin, and the Vikings and the and the, the Scots, particularly in Ireland of Orkney, which is where the Sinclair's come from, and that's where you get this this uh, you know heritage of Scottish right formation. The Aryans, these Aryans or whatever this these descend- the descendants of the Anakim become the Canaanites.
3: Sure. And, and, the, the, and of course, we know the Canaanites
4: are very industrious, right? They would they would bring business and trading all around the world through their boats and so forth. Phoenicians.
0: Phoenicians, yeah. correct.
4: Lost tribes uh, who are, you know, among the Scythians that are considered really the the descendants or the Aryans, the source of the Aryan people. So you have the simultaneous history, which is weird why basically you've got, you know, it's it's, an, it's a Jewish esoteric mythology which produced the Aryan race while also uh yeah that produce the aryan race so you have this dual path of you know this like legitimate uh jewish descent simultaneously this competing uh, opposing uh aryan descent but they seem to uh feed the be same like br- brothers or cousins right
0: and then they're both yeah. masters of the horse you know yeah. and they they literally conquered the world on the horse and we talked a lot about that too, conquering the world on the horse and uh, Attila the Hun and Genghis Khan and the possible bloodline of Nimrod reaching all the way there, which is part of the um, the history of the Hungarians, the Huns, um, which is interesting. There's a lot there, but David, you know, if what he's saying, obviously in the Scripture, we know that the ten tribes went south. Uh, in fact, they were divorced from God. God said, I'm sending you a decree of divorce be gone. Boom. You guys have messed up one too many times. And Dan, the same kind of scenarios, they kept falling into traps and falling into things that weren't right. David, do you have any insight that can gain into why that the tribes of Israel were so
1: evil? What did they do? What what was going on at the time? Well, at the time of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, the 10 northern tribes broke off and they became an independent nation and a ruler came along with the name of Jeroboam the son of Nabat, and he figured as long as we have the northern tribes going to Israel on all the feast days they're going to have an allegiance to the south so we need to set up our own religion and Jeroboam established the golden caps at Dan and at Bethel and, of course, we know the significance of Dan. They were in the very most northern part of Israel. This was at the very foot of Mount Hermon where their territory was, the ancient area of the giants. So this calf worship, it was associated, we've talked a lot about how the worship of the calf with the two horns. In Genesis 5, it talks about the ashtoreth of the two horns, which is the two horns of the viking helmet it's the two horns that it it goes back to the actual movement of the planet venus in the heavens when it will uh part of the time be a morning star and part of the evening and if you trace on a star chart the actual movements of venus you have basically a viking helmet with horns
0: yeah and it would go it would literally go right around the sun like that you know how they have the sun disc and then the horns on it? it and then they would call it the shekinah which is like a yeah. temple for the sun, the worship yeah. of sun Interesting.
1: absolutely so the uh the very much Israel bought into this, and like we've already uh, alluded to, the tribe of Dan went totally deep in apostate and uh in its uh, dispersion it became linked with the uh, in in dynasties in Egypt and dynasties through the uh Merovingian bloodline, so yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed. And you know, one thing we always thought with, with Trump, and, th- and and let me get this right. I I used to love like Trump. I think he was funny. I liked his show that he had. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, there's things about Trump that really do make me wish that sometimes he was sincere with some of the stuff he said. And maybe he is. I don't know. I think he's super smart. I think that he um, has the ability to move people in a way that we haven't seen in a very very long time. People would say he's an outsider, but I would I would beg to differ. You know, I look at the there's a chart here. This is something that you guys can all verify. But this is a chart linking um, the Clintons and and Trump being related, And, and in fact, almost every single president we have, other than one, I believe, goes back to a King John of England that they are all related to. So it's a big club, a big group of family, and from what I understand, to be even considered somehow there has to be this Despacini bloodline that is shown in some way or another. And Trump is very proud of his Despacini bloodline, and he understands what that means. I can guarantee
1: you that. What do you think, David? Well, absolutely. It's all about the bloodline, all about the bloodline. That is huge with these people, absolutely essential. Yep.
0: And um, so not that long ago, I just want to bring up another topic to talk about. This one is really intrigued me for a long time i I went down a rabbit hole i read this book baron trump's marvelous underground journey a very esoteric book um, and it we broke it down uh in several chapters where it talks about this time traveling child named baron who goes with his dog and this um guide named don i can't remember don something and this Don is a fiddle player, and his name basically means master of the fiddle. And he takes them on this time-traveling journey. Um, it's interesting because there's a lot of markers in this book that talks about where they were at, like in New York on a certain street where Trump's building is. It talks about riots happening in the street because uh, something something going on with a presidential election. There's all of these parallels that take place. And on top of that, we have... The idea of, of time travel with trump we had the uh, we have this device that was only john trump was allowed to go and basically take from the possession of when tesla died because they were scared of this device and uh, john trump was obviously a brilliant man mit when trump says he's a genius and he comes from geniuses he's not he's not just saying that you know he may sound dumb to a lot of people but he knows exactly what he's doing nobody gets to that level and doesn't know exactly what they're doing and we have this connection here, um, which is which is super interesting to me, you know, especially coming from so, somebody who grew up watching Back to the Future. You have this character uh, named Biff that's in there that strongly resembles Donald Trump's meant to be Trump. In fact, uh, there's markers in the movie that show that it's meant to be Donald Trump. And then there's the comment that Donald Trump made that said, I don't know why time travelers are trying to kill me. I'm just a real estate guy. And there's stuff like that yeah. that have taken place. That's really yeah. interesting to me.
5: Yeah,
1: now it, the the whole time travel aspect is so interesting here. The basic uh, concepts of Tesla and Einstein were very much at odds, and the, and I've said before this is my opinion. Take it for what you whatever you think it's worth. But I think that the theories of Einstein are total psyop, I think it's physics for stupid people, and I think that the way things really work, Mr. Tesla had the right idea, which the Trump family has. Now, when you, this book, you know, in the writings of Ingersoll Lockwood, they're, they're, there's there about the only two uh, solutions you got. Either there is time travel, which I reject, or there are powerful fallen forces that have been orchestrating Mr. Trump and his family, putting them in the position where they are at the right place in the right time. And I'll go for number two, rather than number one. And the things that you see, the things you've shown already, I mean, the, the, the 666 symbology all over that, and another thing Mr. Seffer could have mentioned in the seven spires, the seven levels of heaven mm. that reach up to those 72 Cosmo craters. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't pass the smell test here. No, not at all. I think that
0: I have more questions than answered. I remember that in the video where he is speaking about a the World Trade Center's that are going to be a plane's going to hit him out of the sky blow them up and this was before 9-11 you know speaking to these things and um he he's had this get long-term game and one of the things that one of the, the Livingston guys said in the video um he said that there's been an orchestration by this Illuminati by this uh illumined ones these these bloodlines and they've been playing this orchestration in a way to where they know exactly what's going to happen they play it out they try to do it according to revelation uh, i was just reading a book about janice uh, by joseph uh, farrell joseph farrell mm-hmm. and it explained the way that they would design theaters and it mentioned william shakespeare a lot and this ideology of being able to captivate the world through music through theater through all of these different means and when i look at the way that A lot of the stuff that he did to get to his fame and get to his ability to be able to be president I see orchestration I see a well-planned timed orchestration when he was at his highest level of fame is when he entered into that arena which he had been building his whole life we even saw an interview when he was on Oprah where he was speaking about if he ran for president he would only run if things got bad and you know just program that into the minds of so many people so with him so far and we still got lots to go i have only three slides in here but there's a lot here that is unanswered for me and, and really really kind of captivating to say Absolutely. the least yeah so we'll go on to the next slide here a connection david that you pointed out with donald trump in a, in a show that you did we did actually did this one on rumble because we talked a lot about subjects that aren't really as um welcome here as they would be there but i wanted to hone in on the roy khan connection his connection with the mob his connection with intelligence as well with the casinos david you did an entire episode on this one of the best episodes on the subject that i've ever seen can you please speak to this connection with the intelligence maybe even his connection with epstein and roy khan
1: well uh in 1983 well, I Like early 80s. I'll not give the date. I'll get it wrong. But Roy Kahn became Donald Trump lawyer and he was Mr. Trump's brother's lawyer before he became Donald's lawyer. And Roy Kahn was the mob lawyer. Everyone knew it. He was the lawyer for the mob mm-hmm. that Tony Salerno and all of them. The mob lawyer and Roy Kahn was feared. I mean, people yeah. were afraid of him. Most people when uh if they would hire Roy Kahn for a lawyer, they would just drop their lawsuit. They'd drop out, cause he was known that he could make people go away, and Mister Kahn was a uh, open homosexual. He had many homosexual lovers, and he was he became a Republican. And he would go to conservative Republican events that were supposedly pro-Christian, pro-family, even in the White House when the Reagans were there. And he would take his homosexual lovers with him as dates and no one would say a word. That's how feared Roy Kahn was. And Roy Kahn, and uh, there you have the slide of the JFK assassination video, which is on now you see TV rumble. I would encourage you to take a look at that. You'll Uh, I don't care how many books you read on the Kennedy assassination, you'll hear things said there you've never heard anyone say before. Now Roy Kahn was connected with Permadex and Permadex was according to uh, Roy Garrison, uh, or no Jim Garrison who investigated the JFK investigation principally responsible for organizing the assassination of JF Kennedy. Roy Kahn was a lawyer and a financial contributor to Permadex, and we cannot directly connect Mr. Trump with the JFK assassination, but through Mr. Kahn, he definitely is in, connected with the same groups and surrounded with the same groups. Mm-hmm. At the time Trump Tower was built, there was a concrete strike in New York City, and the the Smart advice from the architects is you build Trump Tower out of all structured steel, but everywhere they could do it, to where the building wouldn't fall down, they put concrete instead of steel. At that time, there was a concrete strike, no one in New York City could get concrete, Donald could get concrete, and he got it from Fat Tony Salerno, he owned the concrete company uh, Donald got his concrete from Fat Tony. And by the way, Roy Kahn was Fat Tony's lawyer. Roy Kahn, Roy Kahn was Trump's lawyer. And they could be seen in this time period out together at uh, restaurants, you know. So, you know, it, uh, you know, the old sniffer don't uh, it doesn't pass the smell test with me. Uh, Mr. Trump's a shark. I mean, he cut his teeth on real estate and casinos. And one of the, one of the, stated goals of permadex was to establish gambling casinos. So when Roy kind of permadex hooks up with Donald Trump, what does he do? He starts building gambling casinos. Mm -hmm. The group widely to be uh, responsible for the orchestration of the assassination of Mr. Kennedy.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's interesting that the Trump Plaza, this first casino that he took over ended up going bankrupt on was The reason he took it over, it was controlled by an intelligence organization, Interpol, I believe, one of the organizations, too, that you're talking about. And they had cameras set up so they could blackmail people inside these casinos. This is where we also find his relationship with Epstein a little interesting. Because I I personally believe this. I believe there's enough evidence to say that uh, Donald Trump and Epstein were together in intelligence gathering intelligence yeah. on opponents because yeah. this is the name of the game this has been his name of the game since his first casino um which is interesting to me i, I think that we have a lot there that people may or may not uh, totally understand but i think that if you looked into those connections uh with this you might find something that you were really
1: um s- surprised to hear i would think what do it you is think? a deep deep rabbit hole and they're at the trump plaza there was a Jewish billionaire, and I can't recall his name. Uh, his wife turned state's evidence at a uh, in a RICO, uh, organized crime investigation. And the apartment that this Jewish billionaire had set up for a blackmail racket, Roy Kahn took that over. And J. Edgar Hoover would show up at the parties there in drag. You know, that's just a fact. J. Edgar in drag at these parties. And they had also... Uh, there was a catholic cardinal there and i mean it's a it's deep it's dark it's ugly so yet yeah, donald will just buy the hotel so you know it's it's not pretty yeah. it's not pretty it's ugly that's
0: so true so now we're going to dig into a little bit more this this was something that really intrigued me as well now when you look at these pictures here this is inside donald trump's penthouse on 5th avenue there uh, they did an inside look at that everything was tagged as to what it is in this this is not just some random conspiracy theorist that tagged this stuff this was actually on the publication so that they could people could see what he had in there he was proud of it um this up here at the top this on the left hand picture here this is Helios or Apollo in his chariot and this is right over their living room living space area then on the right hand side of the picture you have Apollo led in his chariot by Aurora uh, you have the statue of Eros you have a and Psyche which is really interesting to me because Eros and Psyche that's exactly the gods uh, you know if we're if we have some entities over where we're at right now these entities are over that and so you have this this stuff that's really interesting to me now for those of you that don't know the god Apollo is the root where we get Apollyon which is mentioned in the book of revelation and if you if you want i'm going to read that real quick revelation 9:11. it says and they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the hebrew tongue is abaddon but in the greek tongue have his name apollyon and this is the angel that comes out of the bottomless pit that uh, has the army that comes with him um and this is a little bit about him he was represented by the sun sometimes mercury in antiquity um and he was To me, when I see this entity, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, and and maybe we don't know, but when I see this entity and I see that he has the laurel and the wreath and these things were built in him, he has the bow and the arrows, this this is familiar with the chapter about the rider on the horse who has the arrow that comes to conquer. It's also familiar to me in Ezekiel when it talks about the king of Tyre, which is Phoenicia, by the way. He was built with all of these instruments he's built with the the instruments within his body he was built beautiful he was built in a way that was amazing and then it goes on to talk about this prince of tyre who thinks he's a god who says he's a god and i can't help but imagine that what we're seeing is these princes of tyre apotheosis uh, forming an apotheosis to where they become gods and that's exactly what the word apotheosis means It means for a man to be inducted as a god and if you look at the actual Phoenician practices that were done and recorded in the books they would deify people to God often like Thoth was deified for writing characters of of letters there were several different uh, men deified in fact a lot of the Phoenician kings Egyptian kings which were the Hyksos kings as well that come from Phoenician kings and possibly other lineages they did the same thing they would elevate their king to God's status and so this is a common practice of Phoenicians so therefore a Phoenician king who has given jurisdiction could in fact and would in fact most likely deify themselves and David did you have anything that you would like to say to that because I know I put out a put out a lot
1: there but oh well I mean this is huge you know the son of perdition and you know Judas John 17 called the son of perdition second Thessalonians chapter 2 the man of sin called the son of perdition. That word perdition, just like John said, comes from the very same root word that uh, Apollyon does and Apollo uh, in Revelation 9 and 11, oh boy. And you know, there on the uh, ceiling of Mr. Trump's apartment there, Helios and his chariot, his son Prometheus was the one that uh, stole the fire from the earth, I mean, i tell you what if any if anyone was wanting to put in code i am the beast he's got it all i mean there's nothing left out here the 666 is all over his place uh i I tell you what to think that well this is all just um incidental and it's just all accident it well we we don't know how it all come out like that kind of stretches my stretcher just a little bit here yeah agreed and
0: so this next clip i'm going to be playing here david and and you guys listening out here is from a guy that basically his whole channel is Antichrist forty five talking about Donald Trump being the Antichrist. Now, interesting, I you know we talked about in one of our episodes about the Antichrist and the possibilities, the gematria of six six six. You know, if you add six plus six plus six, you get eighteen. You add eight mm-hmm. plus one, you get nine. You get you add six times six times six. Same scenario. It always boils down to nine number 45 president boils to nine which is interesting but his whole channel is dedicated toward this I took a small snippet a lot of the stuff he says I'm not saying I'm in agreement with because I don't think I am I think some of it is is reaching and stretching I took something from here that I thought was interesting because this is something that always stood in my mind as well um, so let's watch it and you can see what I'm talking about
5: Trump's name is also connected to the name of the Antichrist in another curious way the word Trump actually appears twice in a King James Bible In Corinthians and again in first Thessalonians in both instances the word Trump means trumpet why is this important in the book of Daniel the Antichrist is specifically given the name of the little horn this is exactly what a Trump or trumpet is a little horn both in the size of the modern trumpet as well as in ancient times the trumpet was fashioned out of the horn of a small animal here's what Daniel saw in his vision I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn. In this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. In Daniel's vision, the Antichrist is given the name of the little horn, but we're also specifically told it has eyes like a man, and a mouth that speaks great things. So it's quite clear that we're talking about an actual person. This person, the little horn, or little trump, is a man with a big mouth who will boast great things.
3: Nobody can do it like me, nobody. Nobody can do it like me, honestly. Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better. To people with disabilities than me. Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more pro-Israel than I am. There's nobody more conservative than me. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. There's nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear, better than me. And nobody even understands it but me. It's called devaluation, the sale of the uranium that nobody knows what it means. I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. But in the history of. This country has ever known so much about infrastructure as donald trump i know the h1b i know the h2b nobody knows it better than me nobody knows politicians better than i do nobody knows more about taxes than i do nobody knows more about debt than i do nobody knows the system better than me
0: so one thing we can learn from that is nobody does it better than Donald, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and nobody has a higher
1: opinion of Donald Trump than Donald Trump. Right. That yeah. guy's ego is big as all outdoors.
0: And this was just some of the light stuff, but I've heard many boasts, you know, um, uh, from Donald Trump himself out of his mouth and um, many ways that he's been able to manipulate the situation, which I get as a president. A lot of them do that. He's the first that I've seen boast in the way that he boasts and, To me it's just an interesting insight into that i I think that you know it can't be ignored the the boasting activity also let's just i'm just going to say this we don't have to mention more about it but operation warp speed palindine uh there's a lot you know a lot of policies that are kind of scary there guys if we're being honest so yes Uh sir (laughs) all right so john 543 i'm come in my father's name and you receive me not another shall come in his own name Him you will receive now that's one thing I've noticed about Trump his name is one of the most well-known names in the world especially right now and especially during the election even before that he was topping the charts with his TV shows his name is on every tower he makes sure to put his symbolism on everything in the world and we'll find out a little bit more about some of the places that he's been allowed to have his symbolism at as well david do you want to say anything about that Uh, before i go to this this is a this is a video of alex jones saying that he thinks that donald trump might be the antichrist i don't know and if he was controlled opposition he didn't know it he got sucked in so i wanted to put this on here and i think he had the right idea there i think he did get sucked into controlled opposition and i think that um it's with a man of his fame it's hard not to so i think that he had the right idea here but anyways let's watch it
3: but but now he's transcended just being about positivity uh, into something messianic, which which I mean, if you, if you get a snapshot of Trump, he's a dark person, but also uh, uh, he, 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 I mean, look look look, if anybody can be the Antichrist, and I don't think he's the Antichrist, but he's he's the type of of, of person. Also, Elon Musk. Uh, I mean, there's some definite dark energy around Trump, and I, and I and I know if if I was ever controlled opposition, it was unwittingly. Uh, being sucked into it and i think the jury's out on trump
2: but they are definitely scared of him
0: but when you look at that and you see what he said there um to me it's you know yes it's alex jones he says all kinds of stuff he's very vocal uh and you know been a vocal presence in the truther community for as long as we can remember for him to say something like this after being used by donald trump uh he even talked about january 6 how you know he knew it was a setup from the get-go and he had tried to tell john trump don't you know you're you're doing this and that and he he believed that it was set up for a reason yeah david you got anything no i'll uh, i've just told my thoughts here but now. but more moments all right so i'm gonna show you guys this video as well i think that this kind of just shows a little bit that i thought was an interesting way he would word stuff but in matthew six twenty four it says no man can serve two masters for he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon now i remember the 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 show the celebrity apprentice and all the, the money 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 song that's that's what i think of when i think of donald trump he's all about his money this is a video of him being braggadocious about that so
3: you know a little thing i was talking about today you ever notice they always call the other side and they do this up the elite the elite why are they elite i have a much better apartment than they do
0: it's <laughs> not us laughing in the background That's another guy reacting i'm smarter
3: us. than they are i'm <laughs> richer than they are became president and they didn't (laughs) and i'm representing the greatest smartest most loyal best people on earth the deplorables remember that
0: so there you go him bragging about that this is not the first time i've seen him bragging about Mm. his riches but the bible's clear you can't love both and i and i know from experience that there, if I get caught on the track to where I'm chasing money and that's all I care about, I'm chasing money, I am far away from God. And I'll, I'm not even thinking about what he wants me to do. Yeah. I know that that's the reality for humanity in general.
1: You, you think of what the scripture says about the proud heart and the froward mouth yeah. being an abomination with God. Boy, I tell you what, yeah. it would be hard to have a better example of that.
0: And the people that he's chosen to surround himself <laughs> with as spiritual advisors you have the charlatans the prosperity preachers the false prophets Um, he used paula white as his main spiritual advisor these people are false they could say falsehoods all the people that prophesy around donald trump that were all false prophets he surrounds himself with he surrounded himself with these prosperity preachers that believe that your holiness is equal to how much money you have you have to if you're not blessed with money, then guess what? You're not holy. You've got some problems. This is their idea of prosperity. It doesn't go over very well in third world countries, but it goes it goes over pretty well over here in America.
1: It's pretty amazing. And I'll say something here, and this is all me. I'm speaking totally for me here, but I'll just ask a quick, because this will be incendiary, but it's me uh, on me here, but why can't, You know, here's Mr. Trump with all of these outrageous things. We've got mob connections. We've got all of this blatant symbolism. Very few people will even consider the fact that Mr. Trump could be the beast. Why? They think he's a Christian. Mm -hmm. And there are false Christian leaders that are giving him the facade and the cover of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Now, why couldn't Germany see Adolf Hitler coming. First time Adolf Hitler run for office, over 80% of the Christians voted for Hitler, over 80% of the evangelical Christians. They couldn't see Mr. Hitler coming because they thought he was a Christian. And I realize this is incendiary if we're going to compare Mr. Trump to Mr. Hitler and, and I'm just saying the reason why both of these men are elevated they thought they were Christian all of his life Adolf Hitler was a practicing open uh, Roman Catholic so there it is I can't I just had to say it I just had to say it I know it's going to set some people's hair on fire but it's all me that one's on me. You'll know them by their fruits, uh, first off. And I'm not here to judge the man, like
0: you said. We're not. We're not here. I'm not here to do any of that. All I'm, all I'm saying is, you'll know them by their fruits. Um, when it comes to his associations with all of these different people, when it comes to his uh, practices and all of that, there's there's red flags there. His symbolism, his bloodline. There's a lot there to take in. Could he be another representation of, in the Bible? Sure. Have a lot of the presidents of America been able to represent an Antichrist in some way? For sure. And a lot of that has to do with the foundations of our country to be the new Atlantis, uh, which was written about by Francis Bacon. This is this is the goal of this reality. Why do you think every year in the inauguration they do the Raising of Osiris ritual? Why is it an inauguration right there in front of this phallic symbol giving a nod to Nimrod yeah. because they're trying to summon that spirit to the whoever the leader is at the time. And that's exactly what happens. David, um, what do you know about this raising of Osiris um, ritual?
1: Well, it is said that every time an American president is inaugurated, they do this ritual within uh, the Scottish Rite Temple, the 33rd degree there in Washington, D.C and also uh, there are parallel rituals that according to uh, the Malachi Martin, a Vatican insider, that when the pope was initiated, Pope John Paul, I believe, that they did a parallel enthronement ceremony in Palladium Freemasonry in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So this is a big thing with them, and they're reacting, the, the dying God, the death, burial, and resurrection of uh, Osiris, this is a part of the he, he, all of it right into the. Uh, it it uh, Washington was the first great prototype of it, and there the tomb of Washington in the Capitol. You know the old joke, who's buried in Grant's tomb? Well, who's buried Washington's tomb? Nobody, it ain't him because he was there, and then he was moved over to his home place, and you know this is the reenactment of the death, burial, and resurrection. The same thing with Albert Pike. Albert Pike was first uh, interred within the house of the temple there in Washington, D.C., but they moved his body from there, and I believe to Arlington Cemetery, which caused a quite a stir because he was a southern Confederate general. But Anyway, that all of these things are huge in symbology—the death, burial, and resurrection of our pike, George Washington, Osiris—all of this ritual meaning is huge to them, and it's uh, it's impacted in the very third degree of Freemasonry. And all of this comes from the dying god of the mystery religions that died on the equinox, raised on the solstice. You know, this uh, this another thing about this subject that even gives me.
0: More of a look even sometimes than King Charles is the the amount of cult-like worship that some of the followers have he I remember him saying that I could he said I could shoot somebody in the street and they're still gonna cheer for me they're still gonna vote for me Um, and unfortunately this is the truth for a lot of people there's some people that are so brainwashed that actually think he is the Messiah they really do think that there are people out there that are just so it doesn't matter what he does they think he's the best option for the world and the bible talks about a great deception coming that would deceive the elect if it were possible and we all want to we all want a hero right now every single one of us there's none of us out here that would not love for a great hero to come up and save us from these wicked and evil people Um, But the root of the matter is never addressed. The root of the matter of the people being wicked, the people doing sins and abominations against God is the root of the matter. So it doesn't matter who the actual president is or whatever. If we're trying to go back to uh, getting rid of evil, vanquishing evil, the path of worshiping a leader and not humbling yourself before God and turning from your wicked ways. We don't want a bunch of little Trumps running around. That is not going to solve anything. In fact, that is going to make things worse. It's going to be more divided. And that is not the way a believer is supposed to act. We're supposed to love each other, treat each other with respect, help those around us. We're not supposed to be um, bragging about our wealth and going after all of those things. Now, that's just my opinion. Maybe, maybe you think I'm wrong and I'm sure a lot of you do Um, going on we have the trump coin the temple coin that they use for the 70 years to fulfill 70 years that they have been uh, a nation once again 70 year anniversary they chose trump and they showed a picture of him by king cyrus what can we say about king cyrus david what can we say about the reason maybe that they chose chose that i know that there are a lot of people that have done Big publications about that there's people that have just been like oh he's the King Cyrus he's the one he's this and that I've even heard a rabbi saying that his gematria was that of the Messiah of, of uh, Ben David right and this is this is crazy to me but what do you think David
1: well Cyrus was a Persian king that gave the decree that enabled uh, Nehemiah and Ezra to restore the temple worship there in uh, the second temple and many people look to Mr. Trump as this type of really larger than life figure and certainly in Israel uh, you know the scripture another will come in his own name and him you'll receive I mean he is more popular in Israel than he is in America mm-hmm. and these uh, the conservative Jewish people they do love Mr. Trump yeah they really do uh, in fact here
0: is Trump height that they've allowed him to build on and kind of created a city blocks and everything else surrounding the man um also he moved the U.S Embassy to Jerusalem declaring Israel the true state declaring Jerusalem the capital of Israel and he was awarded the Keter Yerushalayim crown of Jerusalem award on July 10th 2023 by the Israel Heritage Foundation Um, there was a red herettes article they they basically they crowned Trump they crown Trump as the king of Israel that's what they were saying and um, one thing that we that I think that out of all of this we need to look out for is worshiping man in general and not being open to the idea that all men are created evil created equal I guess you could say they're all men have their evil tendencies there's a lot to do with Trump's background and the religion of the Phoenicians that has to do with, with the two-faced God, the God that can present this side and yet have a whole nother dark side. You have the, the imagery that they use of the good and bad Jehovah, the black and white Jehovah image that David showed so many times by eliphaz Levi, this idea that you can present this image, but in the same respect you can go around and you can do the exact opposite and people will not be able to see that side for some reason. There's like a magical hold against it. What do you think about that, David?
1: Well, um, I, I think it's absolutely valid. And uh, it's brought me to the place. Uh, and here again, this is just 100% me in my opinion. And I'm to the place where I don't vote anymore. And for years I was very, very devoted and I felt it was my responsibility to vote. But when I look at this, and you know, on almost every uh, political policy, I would agree with Mr. Trump over Mr. Biden, but I cannot vote for him because the uh, the Bible says that it's God that raises up kings and puts them down, and I was, I'll i be afraid if I, you know, you, there you are standing before the Lord, well, why did you vote for the beast, you know? I mean, you, you could be right. voting for the beast himself, and here again, that's on me. Uh, that's my opinion. That's where I'm at. I can't do it, but there's things here that just deeply, deeply, deeply disturb me. Yeah. And they, you've got to
0: remember the Phoenicians always had this kind of deal with Israel to build this temple, to do this. And I think this is Trump. He's called the builder. Oh yeah. He's the the builder. builder. And this is is exactly what we're seeing right in front of our face. The symbols are there. The naming's there. um, The signs are there. Is he the Antichrist? We do not know. Nor do I want to say he is or not. There's no way I would
1: say that. No, nor would I either. No, nor would I either. But I will say, I think we would be naive not to consider the possibility. I
0: think so. And then we look at the Abraham Accord. This is the last thing I want you guys to kind of keep an eye on because the Abraham Accord is something that he wants to pass, that he's going to try to push for. We need to watch this this could be literally be the contract that the bible talks about where he sets up a treaty with many and then breaks this treaty this could be what we're talking about here there's so many different things that come into play with zionism being a, on the table in this whole thing because zionism is not just a jewish movement it is also a phoenician movement Phoenician uh controls the world it's always it, we all of our things are surrounding their practices pretty much there were trade the maritime law everything our words phonetics have to do with grammar and the Phoenician idea of being able to put things together in a way that can manipulate people's minds and these tablets that they found I believe they call them the nine tablets of Thoth details a lot of this stuff and these these are the things that people like this practice Donald Trump has received the Kabbalah award there's no secret that he is a part of the mysteries there's no secret that his bloodline is that of what he believes maybe goes back to the Anunnaki or even jesus himself he believes that he is the greatest he believes this would it surprise me if he came on the news one day and said i am the messiah and he set himself up in jerusalem it would not surprise me that much what would surprise me is all the people that are going to bow down before him if he does that that's what scares me the most um but with that being said that's really all I have tonight I wanted to present this I'm sure there's more I just don't want people to fall into a great deception I'm not telling you who to vote for I don't care like I I, I've said this many times I don't believe our vote matters I think it's just uh, a game because the world's a stage you get this choice or you get this choice it's just like when I tell my kids you can have this food or you can have that food I don't tell them that there's a hundred different foods out there that they can choose they get two choices and I believe that that's where our country's at I believe our country was founded with the intention of becoming the new Atlantis and they knew in order to that they had to give people freedom the freedom to be able to practice magic which is why you see free and accepted on the front and the door hold the threshold of every incorporated city in America that's why their symbolism is all over Washington DC all over every capital square and this is why Hollywood pushes these stories of the ancient gods is because something's coming a deception is coming so great that it could deceive the elect we don't want you to be deceived we don't want to be deceived so we're willing to discover and look at things that a lot of people maybe wouldn't so I hope you enjoyed this I hope you subscribe tonight and I hope that you hit the like button we'll do a pounders pound here in a minute so we're we'll all smash the light button but David I wanted to give you the floor for the last round here
1: to let people um, just give people a warning out there well there's something I'd like to read here uh, here as we close the uh, get your input from it and we've talked about this before in various midnight rides uh, read a little bit from the apocryphal book of second estrus this was uh, a part of the original King James apocrypha and in second Esther's chapter 11 it prophesies about the eagle that will come in uh, verse 23 it says upon the eagle's body three heads that rested and six little wings three heads upon this eagle and the the text picks up here uh in uh, in verse 29 and when they so thought behold they awoke in one of the heads that were at rest namely that was in the midst For that was greater than the other two heads and then i saw that the two other heads were joined with it and behold the head was turned with them that were with it and did eat up the two feathers under the wing that would have rained but this head put the whole earth in fear and bore rule in it over all those that dwell upon the earth which much oppression and it had the governance of the world more than all the wings that had been and behold after this I beheld and lo the head that was in the midst suddenly appeared no more like as the wings but there remained the two heads which also in the like sort ruled upon the earth and over those that dwelt therein and i beheld and lo the head upon the right side devoured it that was upon the left side could it be so obvious that in this prophetic book, which I give a lot of credibility to Second Estrus, even though it's not in the canon, that America, the eagle, could it be that obvious of a prophecy? I think perhaps so. And could it be that we're at the place where the right wing, right side is getting ready to eat the lunch of the left? We'll have to wait and see. But the text goes on and says, um. It says, And therefore, that this head and this eagle was wicked, and for God's people to be blessed, it had to be removed. And in verse 45, it says, And therefore, appear no more, thou eagle, nor thy horrible wings, nor thy wicked feathers, nor thy malicious heads, nor thy hurtful claws, nor all thy vain body, that all the earth may be fresh and may return, being delivered from thy violence, and that she may hope for the judgment and mercy of him that made her perhaps this is something that we might want to tuck away in our hearts and wait and see what comes forth in the coming days i like that so i just want to say thank you
0: guys all for listening you guys are a blessing to us we you know it's so it's so amazing we sometimes we just will be out and about and we'll see some of you guys come up and we we love that and we'd love to be able to have contact with you guys even if it's just over the internet but you guys are such a blessing to us, man. You don't understand because there's so many people that hate the truth. There's so many people out there that want nothing to do with it. So to have an audience of people who actually do desire the truth, who are willing to look at the things we say like Bereans and not just accept us as a cult leader. I hate, yeah. I hate that about certain aspects of yeah. those out there. You guys are not like that, and we
1: love that, and that's why we're here for the truth. Yeah, tonight we're not telling you how to think. We're just encouraging you to think yes. and to consider some other possible scenarios
0: amen that's always the go so we're going to do what we call the pounder's pound that's where we pound the like button on the count of three all together if you've already hit it good for you there's already a lot of you that have thank you so much but we're going to do it all together and we're going to see the numbers jump and we're going to feel the presence of the like button so on the count of three David let's count it down one two two, three three. boom boom about knock my computer monitor over there with that one. So thank you guys so much. Uh, David, end us out
1: as always. It's with just heartfelt humility and, uh, thankfulness to our midnight ride listeners. We could not do what we do without you. Thank you so much for listening, praying for us and supporting the midnight ride. So until next Saturday night, 10 PM central high five and good night, everybody from the midnight ride. And I stood upon the sand of
0: the sea and saw a beast rise up, rise up.